0: Hey, podcasters. For months now, I've been using a new marketplace called Podcorn that enables me to easily monetize my podcast. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host-read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Monetization has been a real struggle for me. I've received many offers to help, but the contracts they wanted me to sign were downright scary. With Podcorn, you never give up any rights to your podcast, and they are here to support you at every step and ensure that you're protected and compensated for the work that you do for brands. And the best part of all, Podcorn typically pays within 24 hours of distribution of your approved sponsorship. No more waiting for weeks and months to get paid. Huge thanks to Podcorn for sponsoring this episode. Explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast by signing up here, podcorn.com slash podcasters. Welcome to Secrets True Crime. I'm your host, Amber Sitton. What is done in darkness will eventually come to light. That is the purpose of this podcast— to shine light on the mysterious disappearance and death of Hayden Mayberry. Listener discretion is advised. The subject matter may involve violence, sexual content, murder, and adult themes. It is not suitable for younger listeners. You know I try to keep it to a minimum, but again, there will be a few instances of foul language in this episode. This is the third bonus episode about the disappearance and death of Hayden Mayberry, and these episodes are designed to be listened to in order. 26-year-old Hayden was last seen at the manufactured home he was staying at on Pine Drive in the Boldo community in Walker County, Alabama, on November 19th, 2019. The story told is Hayden was last seen walking out the back door of the home and into the woods. For those aware of the many missing people and suspicious deaths in Walker County, Alabama, this tale of someone walking into the woods to never be seen again or to later be found deceased is all too familiar. Ill-fated stories of people walking into the woods there have become notorious And Hayden is no exception to this. Hayden's friend, Tommy Welch, was supposed to pick Hayden up the night he disappeared. We spoke with Tommy. I want you to hear all of what Tommy had to say.
1: Tommy, I
2: mean, how did you know Hayden? Well, I met Hayden when I was like fifteen year old, somewhere in that area. I was young. I've been on my own since I was eleven. I mean, I have mom, dad, and stuff, but, you know, and I walked in and met Hayden one day, and he told me I could live at his house, and we've been best friends ever since. I, I'm i talking about I talked to him every single day for a long time, and then we, I kind of veered off, you know, because he had a kid and stuff, and we was in some things, and I just veered off because I was his friend, and I loved him, and I wanted to see him do better. And gotcha. I've known him for a long, long time. Since I was 15 and I'm like 25 now, I just can't even stress how much I'm missing, man, for real, because i has been upside down without him.
1: So you just were eating things and he had he had a child and you were trying to let they him be better? Him
2: yes, ma'am. I pushed away from him, so I didn't talk to him for a long time. And then somehow we got back to talking and we never stopped talking after that. Okay.
1: On
2: that November 19th. There's somebody. It's Silver. Huh? Silver.
1: Hold
2: on. Uh, Sure. Anyways, uh, go ahead now.
1: So on the November 19th, the last day that he was seen alive, had you talked to him that day?
2: Yes, ma'am. I talked to him all day. I was trying to get to him to get him out of the situation he was in, and I just, couldn't ever get to him, and I I got to, um, I'm trying to talk, everybody's trying to talk to me what I'm trying to do this. but uh, I was going to get him, and I finally got Jesse to come get me, and Jesse, uh, man, he'll how out of gas, and uh, then I couldn't ever get in touch with Hayden ever again, and it's just all wild, and I still don't know every piece of it, you know, and it, It bothers me, for real. I lose a lot of sleep over that shit. I just don't know. I want to be able to answer everybody's questions and what they want to know and everything like that, but I can't. And it just drives me, it drives me up the wall, for real. And there ain't nobody out here that really, truly wants to I am trying to talk to this woman. Quit. Anyways, I'm, I'm sorry about that. They won't leave them alone. And this is important, you know, it's important that the story gets out So, yeah.
1: Jesse, what Jesse's last
2: name? Uh, Little, he's one of my best friends, man. And I've, I'm friends with all of them, except for Naomi. Naomi come into the picture, like, I don't even really know her, but like a couple months before all this happened. And she seemed like a good person and anything, but, you know, looks can be deceiving.
1: So, do you think Naomi had something to do with it?
2: Ma'am, in my heart, everything in my heart tells me she did, but I can't be the judge on that. Only God can judge us, right? So, you were
1: talking to Hayden all day that day. What was his state of mind? I mean, what was he
2: saying to you? I mean, he was acting off the wall crazy. Like, Hayden never. The what? Anyways, the, uh, the day I was talking to him, I still got all our messages and everything, man. He was just talking off the wall, talking about his kids and his baby boy, how uh, his baby mama took him away and something about being on Pine Drive and something about to go down. And I was stuck in Pocahontas trying to get to him and without a ride. And uh, we ran out of gas, and then I couldn't ever get in touch with him. Where's Pocahontas? Pocahontas is toward Carbon Hill, like going into Carbon Hill.
1: Okay. But he told you something was about to go down. What does he mean?
2: Uh, ma'am, I, I really, truly, honestly have no idea. He was talking about needing a bullet, and I told him I needed one too. And then I told him, I said, but let's not talk like that because we're better than that, you know. Hold on, I can, I can read you just, just exactly. Man, this is going to suck. Okay. Some of them are voiced, but um, let's say here, the 19th Yeah. See, I still message him from time to time just to talk to him. So, 19th. Okay, right here. I'm just going to be straight up with you. There is some stuff in here that shouldn't be in here, but I am not I mean, it is what it is. Okay. Actually, I, I appreciate that. I, I, asking for some Okay. He said, uh, "I'm already here, and I really didn't have the gas to get here. I got a front, so." And then I said, "This is a 8:30 uh, p.m." And then at 8:44 p.m., I said, "Damn, how much you got? You want to sell?" I ain't got a gram, and I want to kill myself over my baby mama keeping Brayden from me. So Hayden, "Don't talk like that. Uh, she she won't let me keep him, and I can only see her when she's around him, dude. I gotta go." I can't be for my son. I don't want to be with my mom. That's fucked up. Keep your head up, man. I'll be, it'll be better. i always hear if you need me. I feel you. I love you. I need a boy. Me too. I sent a voice recognition. I don't know exactly what it says. And, uh, okay, uh, he, then I said, um, I feel y'all love you He said, "I need a bullet." I said, I "Need a bullet too." I said, this. That's what I sent. Out. Okay. That's what he sent me, I and mean, then I can get for three hundred. I need out of here, Tommy. I said, "Where are you at?" I said, "Where are you at?" He sent a location in. I said, "What is what is the number?" there's keeping Braden from me. I I gave him my number. He said, "You coming?" He called, and then there's a. Voice recognition, voice recognition. He said, "I." Right. I said, what message did, he deleted a message, and I said, what message did you delete? He said, "Tried to type out right. I said, yeah, which I knew Hayden, if he would have typed out, right, he would have just left it alone if he would have mistyped it. It's like, I don't know. I said, yeah. He said, what are you doing? I said, headed to sell these cameras and then coming to get you. I thought I was helping you. I said, you are. Uh, I said, "Type Hayden because he sent a voice message. What are you doing? We're gonna." He said, "What are we gonna be doing?" And I sent a voice clip about something that I can't. I can't play it by your own head. It's hard for me to remember exactly. How much longer are you gonna be? I don't want to fall asleep. So he went from talking about killing himself to not wanting to fall asleep. And then I sent a voice message, something about don't fall asleep. I'll be there shortly. I'm pretty sure. He said, what's the move? Talking about what we was doing. And uh, I'm disappointed in myself. I don't do it, but hitting Home Depot, what are you doing? Hayden, please call me. Gee, I'm losing it. I couldn't find him. And I kept calling, kept calling, kept talking to him. I said, I love you. I'm going to rehab today. And this is on the 22nd. I said, call me ASAP. What the fuck, Hayden? You seem... You see this, you better get to hunting me. I'm serious. And then I just kept messaging I kept messaging him. I said, "Hey, not I know you was online 18 hours ago. You better call me. No sooner than this hits your phone you see it. No, we always been the tightest fuck, and I'm sorry I didn't come get you. I got stuck. You're scaring the fuck out of me, man. You're my brother. I want to be there for you. But you're going to have to call me so I can help you no matter what situation. Just call me. We will figure it out. I love you. You're my ride or die. And it, I just kept messaging. I still messaging him this day. Uh, anyways, there's uh, a lot of stuff on there. Is uh, got our voices and stuff that I can't really play while I'm on here, you know. And would you be I would love to, to show you completely, to completely because I want you to know the full story, 100%, you know appreciate that. Would you be willing to forward the voice messages? And everybody's just blaming. Everybody thinks that I had something to do with it. And that. it just, I lost the baby and during all this time and stuff. And I that, know that's what I wanted my whole life. And everything's just been upside down since i went missing. My life's still out of control.
1: I understand. And look, I'm not. I don't know what happened to Hayden. I'm not going to claim I do. I'm not going into this with any preconceived ideas. I just want to find out what happened to Hayden. I'm still
2: whatever digging, Whatever that now, may
1: be. And I will too digging tough. No matter if it cost me everything. Did he mention to you that night that Naomi had broken things off with him?
2: No, like, I don't even know, but I just know that... Say hey, what's crazy is Valerio. Hayden and Blake didn't get along. And he called me one night about calling Naomi's phone. And I was like, well, that's kind of strange considering the fact mine, mine didn't Naomi call me, you know? I don't know why she wanted me to call me because I never called her. And uh, she showed up in my house and everything. Like I dug so hard that I dug up her past and about some about uh, last summer, she got arrested with a bob dude or something. I mean, something just don't add up. And i um, I've heard that somebody told me that they tortured Hayden.
0: And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Usual Wines. If you are like me, you might occasionally enjoy a good glass of wine. I just found a great new brand of wine called Usual Wines. Each bottle is 6.3 ounces, a heavy pour, or about a glass and a half of wine. No more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle. Usual is always fresh. No more flat, bubbly, or stale rosé. Usual wines are made from world-class AVAs in California, like Napa, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara, and are made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. The wines are low carb and have zero grams of sugar. I ordered a combo pack online and received it just five days later. The first thing I noticed is how pretty the bottles are. I couldn't wait to try. I love them all, but my favorite is the red blend. Go check out their website at usualwines.com and use my discount code, Secrets, for $8 off your first order, and try your first glass on us. Okay, back to the episode. I often edit out interruptions and such from the interviews you hear, but in this case, I wanted to share most of this interview with you. The interruptions from others there with Tommy continued, and he abruptly had to let me go with the promise of calling me back later that night. This conversation with Tommy occurred on July 6th. While I have reached out to him countless times since then, and he's repeatedly said he'd call me, He never has. He did send me screenshots of his messages with Hayden, but there were a lot of voice messages going back and forth between the two of them, and I have not heard those. As I studied the screenshots of Hayden and Tommy's messages, one thing really jumped out at me. The messages began on November 17th, 2019, two days before Hayden disappeared. The first message I can see is from Tommy to Hayden. It says, Damn, how much you got? You want to sell? Hayden responds, I only got a gram. I'm trying not to kill myself over my baby mama keeping Braden from me. Tommy doesn't respond back to him until the morning of November 18th. He says, Hayden, don't talk like that. Hayden responds, She won't let me keep him, and I can only see him when she's around. Then he says, Dude, I gotta go. If I can't be with my son, I wanna be with my mom. Hayden's mom is deceased. Tommy replied, That's fucked up. Keep your head up, man. It'll get better. I'm always here for you if you need me. I feel I love you. Hayden replied with, I need a bullet. Tommy says, Me too. The two don't message again until midday on November 19th. They exchanged voice text at 3.14 p.m. that day. Tommy says to Hayden, I can get a zip for $300. Hayden doesn't respond until 5.59 p.m. He says, I need out of here, Tommy. Tommy replies and asks where he's at. Over an hour later, at 7:17 p.m., Hayden shares his location with Tommy. Hayden asks, "What's its number?" I take it that he's asking for the house number. Hayden replies and says, "They are keeping Braden from me." Tommy sends Hayden his phone number and asks him to call. Hayden sends Tommy his pinned location and asks him if he's coming. Hayden then tries to call Tommy using Messenger. The screenshots indicate that Tommy missed the call. They exchange several more voice messages. Hayden then sends Tommy another message asking what he's doing. Tommy replies, headed to sell these cameras. Hayden said, I thought I was helping you. They exchange some more voice text. Then Tommy tells Hayden to type instead of voice texting. Hayden asks Tommy, what are we going to be doing? Tommy replies with a voice text. Hayden replies again and asks, how much longer are you going to be? I don't wanna fall asleep. Again, Tommy sends him a voice text. It's 7.20 p.m. on November 19th, just minutes before Hayden was supposedly last seen. He sends Tommy one more message. It simply said, What's the move? Tommy doesn't reply to Hayden until 10.16 p.m. that night. He says, Hitting Home Depot. Hayden doesn't reply. Tommy sends him another message at 11.35 p.m. WRYD, what are you doing? Hayden again doesn't reply. On November 20th at 12.48 a.m., Tommy sends him another voice text. He doesn't try to contact him again until 10, p.m. that night, and he tried to call him through messenger. Hayden didn't answer. He follows up the call with a message. Hayden, please call me, G. I'm losing it. Still no response from Hayden. He tried to call him again at 11:49 p.m. that night. The messages and calls to Hayden from Tommy continue sporadically over the next couple weeks. Tommy would try to call him or send messages every couple days or so. There are several things that stand out to me from Tommy and Hayden's conversation. One thing is that the dispute with him and Jensen over their son didn't start on the 19th. This had been going on for at least a couple days beforehand. Jensen confirmed this for me but she said she didn't remember the exact date their arguments began. Also, the statements that could be considered to be suicidal were made days before Hayden disappeared. On the day he disappeared, he told Tommy he needed to get out of there, as in he wanted Tommy to come get him. Then he noted his son was being kept from him. He asked Tommy when he'd be there because he didn't want to fall asleep. I was contacted by someone else whose name has come up in this podcast. Remember Rosa telling us that on the morning of November 20th, Naomi came to her hotel room with a woman named Candy? Candy and Naomi were friends during the time that Hayden went missing. Candy wanted to clear her name in connection with anything related to Hayden. She had some interesting information to offer. You'll hear more from Candy in the next episode, but there's one piece I want you to hear now.
1: Could the uh, tell you that on her birthday in November before Hayden Mayberry came on missing, when they went a relationship, that he cheated on her with his baby mother, Jensen? So did Naomi tell you how angry she was when he cheated on her on her oh, birthday, me. which is like a week before Mr. Mayberry came on missing? Did you know that? No, I didn't. Oh you know, I got the messages in my phone. Yes, yeah, he cheated on Miss Wilcott on her birthday. Anyway, so yes, so the week before Hayden came up missing, he cheated on Miss M- Will and had her in tears, crying. And then he told Naomi, I want to go back to Vincent and raise my son in a two-parent home. Two days before Hayden came up missing. Ooh, there you go.
0: I have confirmed with Jensen that Hayden did cheat on Naomi with her shortly before his disappearance. Could these events have played a role in what happened to Hayden? You'll hear more from Candy and others in the next episode. If you have any information about the disappearance and death of Hayden Mayberry, please contact the Walker County Sheriff's Office or you can email me at secretstruecrime at gmail.com or call our confidential tip line at 205-282-0740. Michael and I will ensure that all information gets to the right place right away. If you are left still wanting even more content, please check us out on Patreon. We have it filled with great information about Susan and Evan And Eric and Gypsy. This podcast is an independent podcast. That means that everything that goes into making this podcast is done and funded by me. All of the investigative tools and resources are provided by Echo 7 Foxtrot. The tragedies we highlight and investigate have had tremendous impact on the victims' loved ones and friends. We don't burden them with additional expenses to cover their cases. We donate our time and talents because we want to help and hope to find the answers they need that are long overdue. For as little as $5 per month, you can receive exclusive access to members-only photos, videos, early access to episodes and much, much more. By becoming a patron, you are helping us help these families. Your support as a patron of Secrets True Crime Podcast helps us cover the expenses associated with producing a high-quality podcast, traveling to conduct field work and interviews, and obtaining the tools and equipment needed to conduct a thorough investigation. In short, your support as a patron allows us to do more for these families. Become a patron of Secrets True Crime Podcast today and let's solve these cases together. Patreon.com slash secretscrime. I'll also post the link on our Facebook page. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to follow or subscribe in your podcast player of choice and by giving us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcast. I'm active on social media and often share photos of the subjects of our podcast. Follow Secrets True Crime on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Secrets Crime. The audio production for this podcast is by Kane Power at precisionpodcasting.com.